Hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week, Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom. As the world seems more beset by deception, we have to double down on truth. We have to join one another shoulder to shoulder in opposition against true globalism and establishment authoritarianism. If you want to support our movement, please, you can join us because we do additional videos every single week. We do question and answer sessions with brilliant journalists and we are interested in building a community together based on real values, spiritual values, the values of your grandparents, the values of your soul. Today, though, we're looking at pandemic corruption and its consequences. Our Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, you will already know, is a globalist, Davos-trained, WEF-connected investor in Moderna. In fact, was a founder of a hedge fund that was crucial in the establishment of Moderna in the pre-pandemic era, and he won't tell us the degree to which he has profited from that endeavour. You know that Moderna spied on me. You know that Moderna was spying on Megyn Kelly. You know that Moderna have received an incredible amount of money and an incredible amount of employees from the government. The money was yours, the employees, that's all governmental. Let's have a look at this peculiar phenomena of increased deaths from heart disease, which is the sort of thing you would want explored in the COVID inquiry. The COVID inquiry in this country seems to have been suspended and many of the COVID inquiries across the world seem to get a little bit delicate when it comes to saying, hey, are more people dying than you would expect at the moment? Are people getting injuries potentially from medications recommended during the pandemic period? These are the kind of things we can discuss at depth and in clarity in our stream every day, and certainly if you become a member of our community. Today, we'll be looking at some data from the British Heart Foundation, which are just a straight-up organisation interested in heart disease. They've got no axe to grind. This research is just saying, look, since 2020, February, there's been 100,000 excess deaths based on what we would anticipate from cardiovascular conditions. What's going on? Well, I think we have an idea what's going on. I think medical professionals have an idea what's going on. Let's listen to some medical professionals now before learning a a bit more about Moderna's practices and Rishi Sunak's connections to Moderna. Why is no one talking about the excess deaths in the UK? I've been a registered nurse for nine years. Hooray, nurses! Yeah, support the key workers, support the nurse. What are you saying? What? You're asking questions. Boo! Sack them. What? You won't take the jab? Boo, nurses! Boo, nurses! Sorry, do we like nurses and respect nurses or do we not? I'm going to go with we like nurses and we respect nurses. They are dedicated professionals that put themselves where suffering is taking place between suffering and pain and our loved ones, you will find nurses. So let's take them seriously, right? Unless it suddenly becomes inconvenient to the interests of the powerful to take nurses seriously. And I can't even begin to tell you what I'm seeing. Excess deaths are predicted to be up around 13%. Surely this is a humanitarian crisis. It should be printed on every single newspaper and billboard in this country. 
but everyone's just carrying on like nothing's happening. So weird, isn't it? This is weird. This is insane. We're becoming oddly, peculiarly, inoculated to truth. There's this phenomenal thing happening and we're all kind of just ignoring it. When in our parliament, the MP Andrew Bridgen, who's coming on our show, asked our Prime Minister, former Moderna investor and WEF stooge Rishi Sunak, hey, are you worried about the efficacy and safety of the vaccines given new data? The rest of the parliamentarians, the, you know, that's the equivalent of Congress, they're like, boo, boo, this is parliament. This is not a place for debating political issues. This is a place for simply presenting the agenda of the powerful. The opposition politicians don't go, yeah, look at this study and that study and this study and come on. They just go, no, let's shut this down. We don't have democracy. We don't have debate. We have beautifully ornamented dictatorships. What I'm seeing is so concerning and you deserve to know. Funeral homes are even having to get extra storage to store all the deceased bodies. People are waiting weeks to even just register the death of their loved one. Because there's such a backlog, well, one person who is talking about it is Andrew Bridgen. Last week, he held a debate in Parliament to discuss the excess UK deaths. The data published shows that the increase in deaths isn't in our elderly population. It's actually in the 50 to 65 year old age group. And the biggest surge in excess deaths is caused by heart and circulatory problems. We're just seeing so much more heart failure, cardiac arrests in young people, multiple blood clots on the lungs, and clots in the blood. So weird. Heart diseases, clots in the blood. I don't know, I just through the opaque mists, almost like I'm wearing some Apple goggles to augment my reality. There are stories about AstraZeneca, stories about Johnson & Johnson, stories about clots. What is it? If only we could piece it together. We need some sort of Sherlock Holmes figure to put together the information. So the biggest question is why is this happening? Guys, our country is falling to ill health. People are both sick and dying. We need to start talking about this. Of course, what's curious, and as we've often said on this channel, who is going to fund research into areas of study that might not be profitable? I.e., are Pfizer or Moderna going to go, let's invest loads of money in academia for research and studies that doesn't make any money. Let's pay for loads of advertising that takes control of media that doesn't lead to future profits. It's so plain and obvious that what we're witnessing is the curation and control of information. Do you remember, at the beginning of this, there was clearly an effort to amplify and emphasize the number of deaths from COVID when people that died from other reasons if they had COVID were recorded as a COVID death. Now in this post period, the opposite is happening. We're seeing extraordinary excess deaths. It's just being masked, veiled, forgotten, marginalised, sidelined. Do you see that there isn't a solid and static objective reality? There are amplified versions of reality or de-amplified versions of reality and we're presented with versions of reality that I would say keep us compliant or at least prevent us from becoming obstinate. Now for our friend, Dr. John Campbell, a reliable physician and analyst. So early heart disease deaths rise to 14 year high, quite alarming in younger demographics as well. Over 100,000 excess deaths involving, involving cardiovascular conditions in England since February 2020. Now this is 100,000 people that have died of cardiovascular disease that we wouldn't expect to die. And that's just of cardiovascular disease, 100,000. 
Do you remember during the pandemic, there was a ticker tape. If you were trying to watch football, well, you couldn't watch football because it was cancelled. Like, it was all the time, right? Another person's died, another person's died. And if someone hadn't taken a vaccine or whatever, oh, this person, see, look, they've done this social media post about not vaccine, and now oh, they've tragically died. 100,000 people. That is such a large, significant number just within one area of health cardiovascular conditions. Is it in The Guardian? Is it in The New York Times? Is it on MSNBC, BBC, CNN? Is it? You can use that information. You can ask that question for yourself. Oh, yeah, they did a little bit or they didn't at all. And why? Why at a time when we're discussing misinformation, malinformation, when Moderna are paying money to surveil dissidents like myself and Megyn Kelly, when there are all sorts of government-funded agencies that are shutting down dissenting voices, why is this bit of information being ignored? Why, when it comes up in British Parliament, is the response to it disdain and dismissal? Why is Rand Paul essentially having to turn into some sort of cop investigating information that should be available for anyone when trying to talk about Anthony Fauci and his record and the funding of EcoHealth Alliance, the funding of DARPA, whether or not there was dual purpose research going on in the Wuhan Institute of Virology? How is it that I, the bloke out of Sarah Marshall, know all this stuff? Because we've had to. We've had to learn this stuff in order to be in this organisation, in order to participate in this conversation because the reliable news sources are anything but science has become a subsidiary of profiteering. Government has become essentially interested in control and no one's interested in authenticity and truth, except thankfully us. Heart and circulatory disease cause around a quarter in all deaths in England, 140,000 deaths each year, or one in four deaths. So cardiovascular disease, quarter of deaths, but increasing and increasing in proportion. Healthcare costs relating to heart and circulatory disease, £8.3 billion each year. What a waste of money. Think how long we could prolong the Ukraine-Russia conflict with that money. Cost to the wider economy of cardiovascular disease, including premature death, disability and uh, informal costs, 22 billion each year. Makes you sick, doesn't it? Think how many Houthis you could kill with 22 billion. Oh, it's a Houthi over there! Ah! You know, if governments aren't motivated by sheer love of their people, you'd think they'd be motivated by hard cash, because this is costing us a fortune. Good question, actually, because it shows that it's not just economics and finance. It really is about power and control and where that money goes. You can waste money in these ways. You know, when people talk about investing in schools or roads or health, we can't afford that. Five billion for schools. Those people are leeches on the system. 22 billion lost in the economy due to sickness and illness. Well, that's apparently a loss that we can accommodate. Same as all of this money can be spent on prolonging wars that are, let's just take a moment, unwinnable. So it's not even economics we're talking about now. That makes it more likely that there is something extraordinary at the heart of this. And I hope that heart's safe, because if it's taken certain medications, it may not be. Basically, we've got an epidemic of heart disease. I don't, I don't think that's overstating the situation. Since 2020, the uh, premature death rate for cardiovascular disease has risen year on year. So 2021 was higher, 22 was higher, 2023 was higher. Um, 2024, of course, we don't yet know. This is the first time there's been a clear reversal in the trends for almost 60 years. So there's been an extraordinary reversal in a trend for the first time in almost a century. Everything was going this way, then something happened that made it go that way. What was that thing? It's like there's a spike that needs to be identified, like the spike of a needle or the spike of a protein, if you wanted an analogy by which to understand it. But that's just a metaphor you understand. Um, British Heart Foundation says more analysis is needed to understand what is driving the trend. We certainly agree. Well, good luck getting that analysis that's expensive and doesn't lead to profit. We need to work out what is causing this so we can take away the causes.
cause some causes are known diabetes for example hypertension for example um but we we do a not too bad a job of managing those and um i'm not sure the management of those is too much worse than it was it's never because where we'd like it to be so what other factor or factors are at play here um let me know what you think Dr. John there navigating those complex YouTube guidelines. Let me know what you think. Why would governments not want to get to the bottom of this? Why aren't universities being given emergency grants to investigate this? Because we've got the pathologists, we've got the medical researchers, we've got, we've got the statisticians, but we might as well not have. Because they're not being adequately commissioned to do this work. So there you go. That's Dr. John breaking down the extraordinary epidemic of heart disease deaths. Surely this warrants some analysis. Some people might think Dr. John's a YouTube conspiracy theorist and peddler of mad notions. I think he's a brilliant, sincere and authentic man. But the British Heart Foundation surely can be relied on when it comes to deaths from heart disease. Let's see what they're saying. The number of people dying before the age of 75 in England from heart and circulatory diseases has risen to the highest level in over a decade, according to our new analysis. Latest figures show that in 2022, over 39,000 people in England died prematurely of cardiovascular conditions, including heart attacks, coronary heart disease and stroke, an average of 750 people each week. This is the highest annual total since 2008. This is the first time there's been a clear reversal in the trend for almost 60 years. Since 2020, the premature death rate for cardiovascular disease has risen year on year and latest figures for 2022 show that it reached 80 in 100,000 in England in 2022, the highest rate since 2011. Dr. Sonia Babu Narayan, our associate medical director and consultant cardiologist said, we're in the grip of the worst heart care crisis in living memory. So that person, Dr. Sonia Babu Narayan, is just a heart specialist, probably isn't particularly interested in or excited by globalism or authoritarianism or Davos or Klaus Schwab or Bill Gates's agenda or any of the rather esoteric peripheral subjects that intrigue you and I. Nevertheless, her conclusion is we're in the grip of the worst heart care crisis in living memory. What's causing it? It's additionally unhelpful that many of the politicians and pharmaceutical companies involved in the manufacture of vaccines during the period that coincides with this increase of heart death spent money in unusual ways like surveillance and censorship of prominent voices like me jay bacharya michael schellenberger and megan kelly let's have a look what she's got to say and why she was censored by moderna why would moderna be so interested in censorship after all surely they've got a fan in rishi sunak the british prime minister who was a founding partner in a hedge fund that invested up to 500 million in moderna you'd think they've got friends in high places and nothing to worry about jonathan van tam who worked for the government now works for moderna you'd think every was rosy. Numerous FDA employees that were at the Food and Drug Administration assessing the efficacy and safety of vaccines now work at Moderna. Why have Moderna got anything to worry about at all? Let me know in the comments in the chat. Thanks to Lee Fang who did an investigation and uh, he has revealed that Moderna was very very upset among other things about the fact that I said on this show that after I had gotten my third COVID shot, my booster, which you needed in order to operate in New York to do anything, um, I developed a positive on an autoimmune test that my general practitioner gave me. And then I had to go to a rheumatologist and all this stuff. I, I revealed it on the show. And I got targeted by Moderna, who was very worried that 
This would add to the growing concern around autoimmune disorders following COVID-19 vaccinations. When you think about the number of celebrities that were taking vaccines on the television and recommending and endorsing and the literal songs and dances that promote that vaccine, why can a prominent personality not report their personal experience of taking a booster shot? Is something unusual going on? They're admitting internally that it's a problem, but they're upset that I am talking about it and Alex Berenson and Russell Brand and Michael Schellenberger and Dr. Jay Bhattacharya are talking about it, Glenn, because they don't want it discussed. And the mainstream media outlets were only too happy to comply. This is British Parliament. Hang on to your hats because it might look old-fashioned to you. But this is what democracy looks like in the United Kingdom. Andrew Bridge, an MP, who's coming on the show to talk about such matters, asked initially about a very prominent scandal in this country where post office workers were falsely accused of financial impropriety that was the result of a software glitch and then became a core celebrity in our country because it was on the television and politicians really <laughs> pretended to care about it. Even though it happened ages ago, they waited till it was a television program before they got into it is extraordinary, really. He wondered if Tony Blair, who was the prime minister at the time that that scandal happened, would have anything in common with Rishi Sunak, who's been prime minister during a time when there have been other large corporations that have perhaps exercised undue control over the judicial, communicative, media and health policies of the United Kingdom. Have a look. Andrew Bridgen. Thank you, Mr Speaker. More than two decades ago, the then Prime Minister... Oh, shut up, Andrew Bridgen, asking questions, trying to debate things. Why can't we all in Parliament just agree that we're going to do what's best for globalism and the corporate state? Yeah, cheers. <laughs> Tony Blair misled this House by promoting and endorsing the post office horizon IT system as perfect, <coughs> protecting the large corporation that created it and causing untold harm and damage and misery to innocent people. Protecting a globalist corporation, Tony Blair has got a lot of previous for that. Tony Blair right now, his foundation at least, has accepted $100 million from an organisation that are interested in health data. Guess what Tony Blair's recommending we all hand over our two big corporations? Yeah, it is health data, actually, yeah. Can the current Prime Minister think of anything he has promoted in partnership with huge businesses as safe and effective, which has ultimately oh, harmed oh, the British people? Yeah. And will he use this opportunity to correct that safe and effective statement, or will he choose the same line as Tony Blair, sit back, do nothing, and let the misery just continue to pile up. No, oh, you should. This isn't what British politics is about. That's not cricket. Come on, don't ask difficult questions. Just before our Prime Minister, unbelievable, answers, have a listen to this. In November 2020, then-Chancellor Rishi Sunak refused to disclose whether he would profit from a surge in the share price of the COVID-19 vaccine manufacturer Moderna, one of the biggest investments held by the hedge fund he co-founded before entering Parliament. Sunak was a founding partner of Thaleem, Partners, a major investor in Moderna and one of the executives managing its US office. He left the firm in 2013, returning to the UK to pursue his political career. What a mad trajectory and departure that was. I've been invested in Moderna, enough of that. Now, to run Britain, which will have no connections to Moderna. Hello? Is that Moderna? It's not known whether the Chancellor retained any investment in the Thaleem Fund after leaving. Thaleem is registered in the Cayman Islands. That's always good news. A tax haven. And why not? Because, you know, turns out they don't like paying tax either. But when they don't pay tax, it's no problem. Which does not make company records public. Because if you saw those public records, you'd be so excited, you'd become so ecstatic. Those tax records were a surprise for your birthday. And you spoiled it, you're just like, 
advisor, you can do it yourself at this point. Ordinarily, a partner in a hedge fund would own a stake in the management company and have money invested in its funds. Stock market filings show that Thaleem has a $500 million investment in the US-based Moderna, which accounts for around 20% of all the money it manages, about $2.5 billion. Shortly after the news of Moderna's successful trial broke, the health secretary, Matt Hancock, revealed that the government had secured an advance order for 5 million doses of the vaccine. But I don't imagine there's anything going on behind the scenes. All these people that know each other and used to work with each other and have all of these connections, I suppose they just put them aside. Well, but we can easily find out because we can just look at their WhatsApp messages. Oh no! All of Rishi Sunak's WhatsApp messages have all just disappeared. Good old democracy, good old transparency, good old legacy media for investigating it and offering us a wide variety of options. Ludicrous. Prime Minister. Mr Speaker, as we've been clear, the Horizon scandal is a terrible... It was bad. Now that it's been on television and there seem to be votes in it, am I right? Are they voted it good? Then it's bad. In fact, someone was awarded the CBE. That's one of those things you get from the Queen. Subsequent to us all knowing about it. Never mind that we gave loads of contracts to that organisation post knowing about it. Don't worry that we didn't do anything about it till we knew it was a TV show and that there's no morality and no authenticity in Parliament. And you can't trust a single word I'm saying because I actually literally was an investor in Moderna. That doesn't diminish anything I'm saying, does it? Does it? Miscarriage of justice and we're doing everything that we can to make it right. Uh, to what he was more broadly insinuating, let me be unequivocal from this dispatch box that COVID vaccines are safe, Mr Speaker. They have dropped the word effective though, haven't they? So we're chiselling away. Vaccines are safe. So what you're essentially saying is it won't do you any harm. That's as much as he's willing to say in Parliament. And he's a person that potentially heavily profited from it and certainly literally did invest in it. Effective, that word's been sidelined. We'll have to wait till the COVID inquiry resumes sometime in the distant future between now and when you'll get an opportunity to vote for another globalist who broadly supports the same agenda. There might be tiny little differences here or there. I disagree with that a bit and that a bit, but when it comes to, should we have a full-scale investigation and why heart disease is climbing rapidly? Should we look at these adverse events and excess deaths and the effects and impact on education and the ability of globalist interest to govern our country and whether or not we should be signing up to this WHO treaty and whether or not ordinary working people in the United Kingdom and across the globe are truly, properly, correctly represented and aren't just being corralled, curtailed, controlled by globalism and its agenda. None of these conversations or questions are going to be asked by anybody except you and me. And these are precisely the questions that need to be asked, not just in the UK or the USA or Canada or Japan or Senegal or Finland, but by all of us everywhere, all of the time, until there are some answers. But that's just what I think. Remember, we stream every day and we make content exclusively for our supporters. Join us. Become part of our movement. Join the resistance. More important than any of that, if you can, please stay free. No, here's the fucking news.